Hi, everyone. Today's guest is Dr. Jonah Mink. He's the medical director at Healthy IO. Jonah completed his residency training in family medicine and community health at the University of Pennsylvania and works as a family doctor both in the United States and Israel. He cares deeply about health equity and social justice and his expertise in new models of technology and relationship-based care delivery that address access gaps and improves the quality of care. He's passionate about new models of primary care that prioritize the right things for the right individual and the physician. During our discussion today, Jonah's going to enlighten us on how health plans can take data and convert them into actionable insights by leveraging focused chronic care service providers who enable care and diagnostics at the home. We also will cover how health plans are generating clinical results and revenue from these partnerships and provide guidance on how health plans should be thinking about partnerships of this nature. Finally, Jonah will talk about health equity and discuss how chronic care-focused service providers like Teladoc Health's Lobongo Services or Cologuard or his organization, Healthy IO, or others can provide an important role in enabling health plans to reduce disparities in their community. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Dr. Jonah Mink. Greetings, everyone. This is Eric Laser, and welcome to our recording of Bright Spots in Healthcare, produced by Shared Purpose Connect. Each episode, we bring leaders together to not only inform our audience, but also unearth bright spots, successes at health plans, hospitals, and various healthcare-related organizations around this globe. Our goal is to identify as many bright spots as possible so that you, the listener, can determine if the ideas shared on our show can be applied at your organization. We believe this approach of finding a bright spot and cloning it is the most effective strategy to improve healthcare in our lifetime. Our topic today is true value-based care starts with action. And we will discuss this topic with none other than Dr. Jonah Mink, Medical Director at Healthy IO. Our sponsor today is none other than Healthy IO, one of Bright Spots in Healthcare's most prized partners in discussing value-based care and chronic care and last mile care. If you don't know about Healthy IO, you can check them out at healthy.io, but they are an innovative health organization that uses smartphone technology to make remote clinical testing possible. I'll give you a little bit more detail about the organization later on in the show. Again, check them out at healthy.io. So, Jonah, welcome to Bright Spots in Healthcare. And thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. And you're a returner, very few returners. (laughs) Came on the show about a year ago. And so I'd like to start. Let's talk about actionable and let's talk about actionable approaches Mm -hmm. to population health. We all know about value based care, but what do you mean by the term actionable? Yeah, uh, big topic, um, but I, I think it can be um, thought about kind of 
longitudinally. So for the last 10, 15 years, we've been reorienting or, or heading towards a new direction in healthcare in the U.S., um, it's been about data. It's been about insights derived from data. It's been about um, whoever has the best insights can potentially create the best value for their organization and for their members, for the patients. So health plans, health systems, um, physicians, everyone's capturing data about their population so that they can draw conclusions and insights about how to best address that population, how to improve their health, and thus how to save money um, and, and how to kind of make the system work uh, as efficiently as possible. Um, what's interesting, though, what we're finding or what I've seen, what we've seen is that there's a lot of data being gathered, but the delivery channels for actually um, taking action on that data and changing the healthcare of people uh, is going through the same traditional channels. It's the same clinical care team. It's the same methodology. So, for instance, a health plan may know that 10,000 of their members are prescribed metformin but aren't haven't filled a metformin prescription at the pharmacy in the last three months for instance what's the what's the next step what can they do what they can do is they can fax the doctor a letter that says please follow up with your patient it looks like they haven't been taking their metformin that's pretty much all they have they, they don't have any way to actionably um, impact that patient's care because rightfully so it needs clinical oversight and needs consideration from the doctor and, and needs to weigh that person's individual uh, situation. But there are newer opportunities for partnership and, and kind of expanding the idea of team-based care outwardly towards population health that can really make an impactful difference in the way that we turn these population health insights into action. So for instance, Let's say you have that clinical sign-off. Let's say that the, the bottleneck through the clinical team is more broad. Let's say that you have a very streamlined, very uh, narrowly focused, but widely applicable interventions such as colon cancer screening, kidney testing, sugar testing for at-risk populations. You have a company that is that is all they do. They focus from the bottom up, from the top down. That is all they want to do is reach people, motivate them to get checked, check them by, with their technology. So these technology-based companies are able to kind of remove that burden of, of that bottleneck from team, make it a, a uh, take that population all data and actually implement a screening and or treatment service uh, directly. Um, and, and once you have that screening, you have those results, that's the time when you bring it back to the primary care doctor to continue the, the care for that person. So uh, these new models are very interestingly um, changing how we think about team-based care, what care means, who the players on the team can be, and how health plans can really take an active role in being part of that team, uh, which, which wasn't so obvious or, or even possible previously without these technology-focused um, kind of siloed but focused and effective companies. So just so we could level set on these providers, what are we going to call them? What's this category of organization you're referring to that health plans? Yeah, I would say that they're they're really like focused service providers. So they are delivering their their technology enabled focused service providers. So they have a very solid understanding and capacity and capabilities for new technology that underlies uh, reaching someone at home, for instance, having them self check, remote monitoring, uh, rem telemedicine enabled uh, uh, screening and or treatment. 
Um, and, and they have the, the business and product uh, capabilities to actually deliver that all the way to the, to the end user. For example, some company names that you'd say fit in this category. Uh, yeah, so you know, Colaguard is is a great example. They they took colon cancer screening, brought it directly to the person's home, a highly sensitive and specific uh, um, colon cancer screening that someone can complete in their home instead of doing a colonoscopy as a screening exam. And you know, the, the reason why that's important is that people don't want to do a colonoscopy. They don't want to go every you know however many years that's recommended for them. Uh, and do a colon cancer, uh, a colonoscopy when they could do it at home and mail the kid back for a kind of a population health review. Everyone over a certain age needs colon cancer screening recommended by the USPSDF and, and all of the kind of general uh, medical societies. Uh, and they can bring that to the home, right? So when they develop this proprietary technology that's very advanced, that is just as sensitive um, as a, a, a colonoscopy, and they're able to deliver that in a much more convenient, patient-oriented way so that the patient can do it when it's comfortable for them and not have to come into the clinic, not do a con- an uncomfortable test around other people. Um, it changes the entire framework of how healthcare can, or how insights um, and patient-level uh, data and, and screening tests can be completed. Um, another one would be something like uh, Lavango for, for monitoring uh, and managing diabetes or healthy IO in, in chronic kidney disease. And, and how are these, we'll call them focused service providers, uh, you mentioned earlier a little bit when you're talking about how health plans can drive action, but let's talk a little bit about how these providers can be part of a health plan strategy to drive action and, and the capabilities that they could be, can be incorporated into a health plan's overall approach. Yeah. So I think the, the health plan has such granular and, and incredible data about their members. Um, and that's, you know, part of the, the work of an insurance company is understand the risk level in your population. So the more data that the health plans have, the more they're able to risk stratify and appropriately uh, recommend, intervene, do the work that they do um, on their members, right? Um, the, the next level, the next step in terms of, you know, addressing that risk is focusing in on on these conditions. So the the end-to-end solutions start right after you have the data, right? So the solutions that Healthy IO provides, that Colagard, that uh, Lavango, et cetera, these you know service um, you know focused service providers can provide is taking the data for a predefined population, at-risk population, and launching their service all the way from the patient engagement to for the product development initially patient engagement uh activation meeting people where they are in their life in their life flow um reaching that kind of last mile in terms of marketing you know it's a it's a weird word to use in healthcare but people when are people going to respond to something you ask them to do when they want to do it, when it's comfortable for them, when it's fun for them, right? So you, the, these companies are are really focused on a and a consumer oriented um, delivery of a health test. A, they, and why that's important is because that at the end of the day, people will choose to do one thing or the other in any given moment. And if they're met when it's comfortable for them, if the the companies are expert at knowing when it's good to to uh, ping someone on their phone to do a test when they're most likely to do it. All of this data goes into these processes and these businesses are built around kind of getting towards that last mile. 
once they, yeah, sorry. I was going to say, so it sounds like there almost become this action arm of the population-based screening initiatives. So they're sort of, they're, they're, they're part of a little bit of the clinical operations of population health team, but they're also part of the consumer engagement team. They can enable both those departments in doing their job a little bit easier. Exactly right. It's like the, those departments can almost turn on this this uh, function that then goes out and and gets it done, gets that test, feeds it back as completed to the health plan. But not only that, they're going a step further and actually feeding the the now actionable result from their test back to the patient's doctor. Right, and now the doctor has something to work with. They can instead of just chasing the person down saying come, you need to come do your test, you need to come do your test, you need to come do your test. Patient doesn't come and do it. Now the test is done. Now they can take action on the results, right? And that's what makes this so interesting is that it's an enabler for the primary care doctor, for the care team. And that's where this, this re- reimagining of the care team comes into play. You have the health plan, you have these you know, these focused service providers with with good clinical oversight, right? These are, are run like the, the medical direction kind of part of my role at, at, at Healthy IO is, is making sure that this fits in appropriately to medical care. And then once that's completed, sending it back to their, you know, on-site local clinical care team, PCP, it's really a, a pretty amazing loop um, that, that drives value uh, for, for everyone. So, so if I could, I'm going to summarize the components here. So you have uh, keep me honest. Uh, pro- you have this product development, so it's for new technology where you have that in place. You have the clinical oversight, which you know, you, you play that role at Healthy IO. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have engagement uh, and the, the way that a product and let, let's say in, in particular Healthy IO's diagnostic is a re- engineered to uh, drive behavior change and nudge at the right time. So you have you have that. And then you have sort of the activation where you can share those results so that the primary care doctor is, is enabled to go back and, and, and drive action with their, with their patient. Yeah, I think that's a great summary. I think the, only, the other thing I'd add is that after the patient is motivated to do the test, they do the test, right? And you know, we can see it in the results. The, the adherence level to these tests is like leagues better than what it is baseline. Um, they are also then further motivated to go seek care at their primary care doctor. So we're both feeding it to the primary care doctor and any of these companies, right, are both feeding it to the primary care doctor, but also encouraging the patient. So we're encouraging them both to kind of converge and meet. Right. Uh, let's do this. I want to cover results and measurements. I'm sure that's what the audience is, 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 is asking for in their, as they're listening to this. And I also want to get into health equity too, because I think this is an important point. Uh, before we do that, I want to point out, because those of you who listen to the show regularly uh, know that often, quite often, uh, the format for the show are, are roundtables where I have multiple guests. And I almost always uh, have a guest uh, that is integrated into the conversation, representing a, a supporter or sponsor of Bright Spots in Healthcare. That's why we're able to provide you this show every week. Uh, a couple of times a year, maybe a few times a year, I like taking a leader at one of my partner companies and, and, and meet with them one-on-one and record the episode so that you could get a little bit more detail and, and in the weeds on, on their approach, where they sit in, in, the, in the ecosystem. We try not to make these uh, conversations overly promotional. As, as you could tell, we're not talking specifically about healthy IO, uh, but I do think it does allow 
the market, all of you to get a, a broader range of some of the solutions out there, some of the bright spots out there that you should consider uh, bringing into your organization, whether it be healthy IO or the overall approach uh, to bringing in uh, what, what we're calling these focused service providers to drive better last mile care and, and all the benefits that go with uh, activation and action. Uh, I, I want though, it, it is fair to get a little bit of a call out to healthy IO because they're doing exceptional things right now, uh, not just in the US, but in, in Europe. Uh, they are the global leader in, in turning the smartphone camera into a clinical grade medical device for at home urinalysis and digital wounds management. Their home urinalysis kits aid in the diagnosis of chronic kidney disease, urinary tract infections, and prenatal testing, and serves over a half million patients worldwide. Beyond being featured on CNBC and Fast Company and the Financial Times, HealthyIO is partnered with some of the nation's leading health plans and also national health services in the UK because of the test's ease of use, high patient adherence, and the huge potential savings. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. And they are the first company to convert your smartphone into a clinically grade, clinical grade medical device to enable home testing. So you should check them out at healthy.io. You can reach out to Jonah or someone or reach out to me and I will introduce you to folks there uh, just so you can pick their brain on how they could help you integrate uh, actionable insights into your population health and consumer engagement efforts. All right. Jonah, let's talk more about results and measurement. How can health plans listening today measure the results that a Cologuard, a Lavanga, a Healthy IO, and there's a bunch of others, just using those as quick examples. How can we measure these results? How does it impact their business? Yeah. Yeah, right. So any of these uh, kind of new technologies, new services have to make sense financially to be implemented. Um, you know, in addition to their health benefits, um, it's important that they are sustainable. Um, so what's so interesting about these companies, these tech-enabled companies, kind of as opposed to other kind of more legacy systems, is that you're getting real-time results, right? You're getting real-time um, feedback from the tests that are completed because it's all digitally read. Um, so you're having kind of a real-time feed, if you know, if enabled, um, to the health plan about exactly how many people are completing the test, the the you know the the CPT codes associated, and what that allows you to do is is close gaps in real time, right? You're actually closing the care gap because the person is is getting the care. But for instance, with kidney disease, I'm, I'm most familiar with uh, the the you know the the HEDIS metrics. Um, are pointing towards um, appropriate kidney testing in patients with diabetes and, and others. Uh, and you're able to kind of real time close these gaps as the data is fed back. Um, and, and it's kind of, you know, with, with the levels of adherence um, that, that are, be, are enabled by these solutions, uh, you can see major jumps in, in gap closure, uh, which, is, which is really interesting. And so in addition to gap closure, the, the, um, Total cost of care for for these patients after you know as a result of receiving these tests based on you know external actuarial models um, that I've seen that that are are you know done by for the cost benefit analysis by a number of these com companies um, they they show a relatively short term 
return on investment, uh, which is incredible, right? To be able to have these models demonstrate that total cost of care shows a short-term return on investment um, is, you know, which just builds over time, I, I think is is kind of a no-brainer, right? If, if that it's worth the investment for, for all of these reasons. And obviously health plans are spending a lot of uh, resources and time thinking about how to reduce health disparities in their communities and their markets. Uh, health equity is a big deal, uh, both from an altruistic standpoint, but for the overall health of their business. How is all of this tied to health equity? Yeah. You know, I think one of the, as a family doctor, just in my experience kind of clinically and, and you know, from what I'm, I'm reading and, and seeing, one of the major, yeah, obviously health equity is multifactorial, but people's time in their day, where they spend their time, where they dedicate their energies, where they're able to free up time to think about certain things, it, most particularly their health, uh, their health can suffer if they're pressed for time, if they're pressed for money, if they're pressed for childcare resources, if they're pressed, right, in general. Um, and one of the, the most interesting things about these, you know, service, you know, uh, tech-enabled service providers is is that they can really be flexible in terms of when they are done by the patient. So it's not like you have an appointment at the doctor, you have to take half a day off work, you have to show up, you have to go to the lab, you have to pee in a cup, which is uncomfortable, you have to do a colonoscopy, which is uncomfortable. There's so many reasons not to do all those things, and it's more pronounced um, the less resources you have to begin with. Uh, so when you're able to meet people as part of their life flow, they're able to dictate when they do this test, they're able, we're able to kind of understand their behavior through these, uh, you know, behavioral economics models and things like that and prompt them when it would be most likely for them to do it. But really they're in control. They're able to choose. They have agency. Uh, and, you know, a motto at Healthy IO is healthcare at the speed of life. So it's when they are, uh, are ready to do it, when it fits into their life flow, they choose. And for that reason, it's a whole different model. And so no matter how pressed you are, you always have a little bit of time. It may not be when the traditional healthcare system wants you to do something, but it's when you're ready to do it. And when you're ready to do it, you do it. And that's why these home-based tests um, that are you know, enabled by technology, are prompted at the right times, are so critical and, and move the needle by so much. The speed of life. I like that. Life flow. Really important. Not my term, but I, I love it. <laughs> I, li I like it. It, it. It's so true. I mean, we see it in businesses, right? Implementing new technologies and tools fail so often when we don't fit them into the operational workflow or clinical workflow if you're talking about a hospital. And uh, I think the same goes at a, at, a, at a micro level when we're talking about an individual consumer. So that's, that's, that's exactly. smart. I like that. Let's, uh, in, in, in closing, how have you guys or have you or have you seen any published content around value-based care and action that may be interesting or valuable to, to our audience? Interesting. So we, we wrote a white paper that, that um, we'd be happy to share just kind of on this topic conceptually. Um, I think that, you know, it's talked about kind of circum like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's talked about kind of peripherally, uh, but I haven't seen anything that kind of matches this idea of team-based care as including kind of an actionable arm of the, of the health plan uh, that is mutually supportive to the clinical team and then bringing in industry. 
that kind of triad, uh, I think is, is very, very interesting. I think it's becoming more and more prevalent as, as, you know, after COVID, during COVID, everything kind of got a catapult forward in terms of at home care, remote care. So it's becoming more understood this type of, of positive trilateral interaction. Um, but in terms of published content, I haven't yet seen it being reviewed. I think it will start to come though, uh, shortly. And then I think the white paper, you know, that we have, uh, would be a good place to start. Okay. What we'll do is we'll put in the show description, uh, wherever you're listening, uh, to this episode, Spotify, Apple, Google play, wherever we'll put a, uh, a link, uh, to the shared purpose connect website where you could quickly, um, request the link right to uh, a form that you could request us to send you the white paper. And Jonah, you could get me that white paper and we'll definitely ourselves to uh, just quickly send it out to any listeners that want to review that. Uh, and how can people reach you directly? How could they find yeah, you? Sure. Um, you know, any, anytime, you know, add my email address, jonah.mink at healthy.io. Um, I, I trust you'll use it respectfully, but, uh, the, uh, but really feel free to reach out anytime. I'm happy to keep talking about these topics. I, I love these topics. I think it's the future, um, of medicine in general, of healthcare in general. So, um, really feel free to reach out. Um, and, and I can connect you to the right place in our organization, other organizations that, uh, that we work with. Um, yeah. Right. And Mink, uh, M-I-N-K. That's right. Yeah. Jonah, J-O-N-A-H dot M-I-N-K at healthy.io. Great. Re- really appreciate it. This was a, a really good conversation, very enlightening. And uh, you, did, you did a great job uh, providing that overview without even, without even over-promoting Healthy. I, I, hope, uh, <laughs> I hope Donna and our friends over there in marketing are, 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 uh, are happy with that. But you did a great job. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, always, uh, we always... Think it's a privilege. Know it's a privilege to get uh, capture uh, your attention and time uh, during our episodes. We don't take it. Uh, we take that responsibility very seriously, and we appreciate your support. So this is and has been your bright spots in healthcare podcast. Hey everyone, before you take off, just a few quick items. If you enjoyed the content of this episode, I ask you the huge favor of giving us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you prefer to listen to your podcasts. It sounds fickle, but these ratings really help us make this podcast sustainable long-term. Even better, if you could write a positive comment or testimonial, that would be very helpful. We'd really appreciate it. If you have suggestions, constructive criticism, or simply want to connect, I am on LinkedIn, Twitter, at Eric Glazer, or you can email me directly at eglazer at sharedpurposeconnect.com. The Bright Spots in Healthcare podcast is produced by Sherry Keels, Cesar Del Castillo, and me. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.